Hello, this is Rivers Cuomo, and you're listening to Jonah Radio. This is Jonah Ray. Dio can't make it. Neil can't make it. Cash can't make it. So you might be hearing a different kind of fidelity and a different kind of episode because uh, uh, Cash is sick. Uh, and so, as we know, it is best to stay uh, at work when sick. President's orders, do what you got to do. Neil uh, was in uh, Mexico and uh, came back feeling fine. All he really misses is that you can't really have beans and rice with every meal like you can out there, but I think Neil forgot that he lives in Southern California, and that is a possibility. So anyway, um, because we have to, you know, keep our Sklar overlords happy, uh, which we are always happy to do, uh, we are uh, doing a different kind of episode. We have to have an episode, so uh, since none of us could really get together, I thought this might be an opportunity to do kind of a vanity episode where I go through all the music that I've made throughout my life. Now, this might turn a lot of people off, but uh, we need, you know, you need that content. They gotta feed the machine. Um, so I'm, you know, doing this. Uh, the microphone I'm using is the one in the uh, ear uh, ear plugs. <laughs> I'm going straight into a garage band, and I'm sorry if it doesn't sound great. But what we're gonna do is we're gonna take a look back. I, I've I, I've been obsessed with two things my entire life: um, uh, comedy and music. And uh, from at a young age, I was in bands and. One of my first bands that actually got out and started playing shows was uh, a band called The Year Outs, which was a name that we came up with uh, as a way to make fun of our friend uh, Alika, uh, where he was always talking about if you didn't show up to practice on time in his band, The Cartmans, if it gives you a, a time of time and place of this. Um, he said, he said, you know, if you can't make it for practice, you're out. That's it. If you can't, you know, if you can't play right, you're out. That's it. You're out. So we became a band called The Year Outs. Uh, which was, uh, the idea was a comprise of a bunch of people that even if, if they did a good job, they would, um, be kicked out no matter what. Um, the singer was named Raph, uh, and, uh, he is, uh, he's, he's really great. If you want to follow him on Instagram, uh, he like, he's really good at posting old, um, kind of Hollywood, uh, stuff and lets you know when all these silent movie stars birthdays are and stuff he's a really one of the one of the funniest guys one of the craziest guys i've ever known and um and then you know of course other in the band was uh, our friend Aaron souza and uh keone uh jarrett and uh and me and our friend chuck and donald uh were the uh were the backup singers because we're all fans of a veil in that way and uh so um yeah, you know, we didn't really take ourselves too seriously, and um, that you can see, like this first song, which I probably is our, our best song. Uh, we uh, was uh, it was called Home Alone, and it was literally about Home Alone. We recorded it uh, in a night at uh, Babatunji's studios, which was in an abandoned, uh, what seemed like a condem- condemned um, Kodak. Uh, film processing building and it really like there were certain floors that you couldn't go on because it reeked so bad of uh, chemicals and stuff like that it was real spooky so anyway here's uh, a track from that of course since it was a this was 90s punk so we started off with a sample from a movie everyone in this family hates me then maybe you should ask santa for a new family i don't want a new family i don't want any family families suck Okay, well, that was Home Alone. Um, we had our friends come and do the backups, which is essentially just yelling, Home Alone. 
Um, yeah, so, you know, uh, Raph ended up moving away, which is pretty much what happens when you have a band in Hawaii, is that you have it until someone, you know, leaves for college, or just moves away, or gets out of the military, or something like that, and, uh, within that time, though, we were always really in the, uh, hardcore, so, um, you know, the next band I ended up, uh, playing drums in was, uh, a, a band with my uh, childhood friend, Donald Abel, um, and uh, we had become friends with some of the other guys and bands. We had become friends with this uh, these two guys, Jeremy and Adam, who were um, Marines, but don't hold that against them. Um, and uh, our friend, another Raf, uh, uh, was uh, in that band, and uh, our friend Josh Benton. And um, it, this one was just a kind of a thrashy, uh, a thrashy, you know, straight edge hardcore band. We talked a lot about. Uh, you know, uh, animal rights and stuff like that. I was 15 at the time and I didn't really enjoy the seriousness of it. I really liked playing crazy fast drums, but I did not like playing, uh, like, you know, waiting for them to, uh, you know, uh, preach to the crowd. And now it's the thing is, it's like, I really respect that it happened and I, I'm, I'm glad I was around during that time. But this band actually ended up becoming pretty popular in Hawaii. It's, uh, you know, a lot of our friends would come out and a lot of people ended up really, uh, having a lot of fun when we played, um, we were a bunch of just a bunch of dorky guys playing some crazy thrashy, uh, hardcore. And so, you know, um, you know, we played for a while and we recorded and then, uh, people moved away and we, <laughs> we broke up. Uh, so this is uh, a track from when we recorded, um, uh, with the band 36 Chambers cause we were into Kung Fu and, uh, I'm not sure on the timeline here, but maybe it was before, the Wu-Tang album and the 36 Chambers. What? Who knows? Who knows? Anyway, this is me playing drums in my band, my hardcore band from Hawaii, 36 Chambers. This is another thing, too. It's like, uh, you know, I'll talk about that when we come back. So yeah, that was uh, that was a band that I was playing drums in, and uh, I, I remember uh, Adam. One of the we had two singers, uh, Jeremy and Adam. They were both in the military, and uh, Adam got um, he left the military before before Jeremy did, and so we uh, we ended up um, replacing him with our friend uh, Jason Gomes, who would go on to move to Seattle and start Flying Coffin. Uh, there was a if uh, if any of the listeners ever saw me on. Uh, at midnight on Comedy Central, wearing a, a sweater that had a corgi jumping, uh, jumping in behind it was an inverted crucifix that was done by uh, my friend Jason. Um, yeah, that was like a, that. That was a lot of fun, and of course, we uh, broke up. People moved away. People um, stopped, you know, uh, playing friends. And um, there was a bit of time where I uh, wasn't sure what was if I was going to play any more bands. I was just done with seriousness, and then um, I ended up. Uh, playing, uh, joining my friends, uh, Bobby, Aaron, Donald, and our friend Aaron, um, and our friend Dave Noodle was the singer for a bit, but we replaced him with Aaron Bowles, um, and we ended up playing, like, because we started getting into a lot of, you know, that sassy rock and roll that was happening in the late 90s, early 2000s, and, uh, this is a band that we actually ended up going on tour with, um, the year I graduated high school, summer 2000, I ended up booking an entire tour, not never really knowing how, uh, but I was in charge of that because I was the most, uh, I guess, uh, gregarious and affable. Uh, that was, so it was put onto me. And so I ended up booking a pretty decent tour. I think we, you know, we ended up playing some pretty fun shows some pretty, mostly terrible shows. Um, but it was, uh, it was funny cause, uh, 
I remember we were playing a show at a record store, uh, Mission Street Records in San Francisco, and some guy was like dancing along to us, and it was and he was having such a good time, and we didn't really have anywhere to stay that night, and so luckily he came up to us afterwards, he's like, you guys were great, if, you know, we're making pasta back at our place if you guys want to come and crash there, and which was like so welcome, and he's like, I really like your sound, you have a mix between uh, Drive Like Jehu and The Germs. And I was like, I was like, I was like, ah, oh, that's a pretty fun, you know, add in some, uh, Zappa or, you know, uh, something like that. Some just, you know, funky stuff. Uh, but anyway, here's, uh, that band Quarterhead with, uh, our song, it's called Baby. Real thrashy, real fun. That was a fun band. That was the one we went on tour with, and it was uh, it was a good time. Um, and those those are all the guys in that band. I, I you know I'm still friends with. I still keep up with. And um, that's on a thing that I'm kind of starting to realize. I mean, even with this podcast, is that with I've since I was a kid, I've combined being creative with being friends with someone, and that's such an uh, thing that I never really noticed I did. And, you know, just, you know, I, of course I have friends that I don't make stuff with, but uh, there's something that's so satisfying about being able to make stuff with your friends. Uh, all right. So moving on, that was, um, I had one more band after that, when I got back to Hawaii, um, for uh, a year after we did that tour, uh, which was a, a band that was like uh, the first band that I just kind of, you know, formed with people that I didn't really hang out with all the time, but they were, they were friends of mine. They were acquaintances and they were, Great people, um, yeah. But uh, uh, it was uh, Brian, my friends Brian Baldwin, Dave Noodle, uh, Mish, uh, Tracy. It was it was it was it was a fun band. We wanted to just kind of be like a rock band, you know, rock punk band, because uh, we're all listening to like Turbo Negro and uh, Helicopters and and stuff like that. And I was really you know really into Rocket from the Crypt. And this is the kind of the first band that I started actually writing um, some of the riffs to. Um, there was a, uh, I, I don't have any recordings of this, of course, but uh, it was a fun band. We were called Dos Muchachos. Originally, we were called The Muchachos. And then I said, there's too many the band names. Uh, you, know, this, or, you know, this is 2000, early 2001. I was like, too many the band names. Let's do Dos Muchachos. And then someone accidentally called us The Dos Muchachos. And I said, we should change our name to Thetis Muchachos. But I was vetoed, um, rightfully so. Uh, anyway, so yeah, then I moved away and then I didn't really, I moved to California. I started doing comedy, didn't really play music, uh, other than, you know, I auditioned for toys that killed, didn't get in. Uh, um, and then I, uh, played with this guy called science, this guy, Jed, that used to play an FYP. He's, he's, he's like, yeah, you should play drums for my friend sciences, man. We're starting to band. And it was just kind of like, you know, pop punk, like Ramonesy, screeching weasel queers. He kind of uh, pop punk. And, you know, we played maybe a show or two. It was, the songs were actually catchy, but the guy was a real weirdo. He calls him little science. He dressed odd. He was a real, real odd cat. Um, and then I just didn't play music for a long time until the year that the MacBook came out, the black MacBook. And then my aunt had won some lawsuit because she had, uh, some, she sued some pharmaceutical company or something like that. And then she wanted to do some, my, my auntie Gail out in Hawaii, she was visiting. She's like, I want to get you and your brother. I want to get you and your brother computers. Um, and so I got that and that had GarageBand. And I just started making songs again, which was a lot of fun. Um, and um, it was uh, just made kind of dumb stuff here and there. And, uh, you know, what happened is I was, uh, I had started to kind of 
um, have a crush on a girl, and I wanted to make a, a song um, not for her, but just like you know, like yeah, it was for her. It was, you know, it was me trying to woo her, I guess. Um, but uh, uh, you know, we were both in the zombies, and uh, we both kind of our conversations always hovered around the idea of like, uh, what's your preferred weapon, and where would you go? And the idea was they're going to Home Depot. Um, she wanted a samurai sword. I wanted a sawed-off bat. Uh, and so, um, this is, uh, that song, uh, which is called, uh, meet me at home Depot, which is like, uh, the idea that that's where you would meet up when, uh, the zombie apocalypse starts. And this was all done with garage band drums and all that playing on the keyboard. So enjoy. One, two, three, four. So yeah, and then uh, you know I ended up uh, uh, you know making songs and like doing loop stuff all the time with this garage band. It was a really, really just a great time uh, playing with it, and it kind of awoke that stuff in me. And then I ended up uh, that that girl I made the song for uh, Lauren. I ended up uh, dating her, and then um, uh, she would go off to work. She worked at Disney, and I would just like stay at her place uh, during the day. And her roommates not too happy about that. But then I I would make songs, and then sometimes she would. Uh, come in and sing backups to the song. So one time she was having a hard time at work, and so I, I made this song uh, um, called I'm Okay, You're Okay, We're Rad. And this is uh, uh, this is Lauren Christ on keyboards and backups on the song that, uh, of, uh, from that era. <laughs> here uh, to talk to you about Audible. It's that time of year where everyone is traveling or running around getting thoughtful gifts for the people you care about. Think this is old? It is. They sent it to us in December and haven't sent us a new one. Think about giving yourself the gift of Audible membership. Now is the best time to do it with a special offer of 53% off your first three months. Access an unbeatable selection of audiobooks including bestsellers, motivation, mysteries, thrillers, memoirs, and more. You can choose three titles every month, one audiobook, and two exclusive Audible originals you can't hear anywhere else. Listen on any device, anywhere, anywhere with the Audible app. It's great while commuting, at the gym, or during your holiday travels. Once again, four months old. 
With Audible, you'll also enjoy Ezio audiobook exchanges and your own audiobook library you keep forever, even if you cancel. Right now, for a limited time, you can get three months of Audible for just $6.95 a month. That's more than half off the regular price when you use when you head over to audible.com slash radio, R-A-Y-D-I-O, or text radio to 500-500. That's audible.com slash radio or text radio to 500-500. This week, we are talking about a book called K-Pop My Cherry, a client liaison spinoff. It is by Amelia Oliver and Kate Hastings. It is narrated by Ann Young. It's about a lady who moves to Korea because she falls in love with BTS, and I think there's a lot of fucking in it. Um, But it's K-Pop My Cherry, a client liaison spell. Uh, You can get it uh, with your... Uh, audible subscription that you got for just six ninety five a month from heading over to radio or texting radio uh, audible.com slash radio or texting radio to 500 500 that's right k-pop my cherry can be yours hit it up give yourself the gift of listening for more go to audible.com slash radio or text radio to 500 500 that's r-a-y-d-i-o enjoy Hey, so like, um, you know, uh, uh, we had a good time and the relationship didn't work out. And then I was upset. So, of course, I made a breakup song, um, uh, which was very mean, um, but also just kind of about the idea that I didn't want to hear. Like People would always be like, yeah, I ran into her. I'll be like, I don't care. I don't don't tell me about anything. I don't I don't want to know. Um, and so uh, I made this song uh, about that. Kind of a you know a, a beat uh, mean song, but uh, that that bicycle thing I put on the end uh, was essentially because she bought me a bike. Uh, I was a real I was a real scumbag. Um, that I just broke all the time. But uh, anyway, yeah. So um, I didn't stop making songs, you know, for that. Uh, I you know I started kind of just making stuff all the time. Uh, I ended up making songs as gifts for my parents. Sometimes uh, I would uh, make songs for friends to try and cheer them up. Um, uh, here's actually a, uh, a song, uh, that I made, um, for, um, for my, uh, for my mom, uh, for her birthday a while back.
yeah, so I, I made that song for my dad. It's funny listening back. I haven't listened to that one in a while. Uh, I mean, honestly, I haven't think I'd listened to it since a little bit after I made it. Maybe like obviously not after he's uh, he's passed on. Uh, it is kind of funny to hear some of those lyrics in there, and not to get too inside my own head with this stuff, but uh, you know, it's I, I say in that thing like uh, that he inspires me. <laughs> um, I don't I don't know if he ever did. Uh, but I knew that that's something that dads want to hear. And I, I think that's like, uh, I, I don't, I don't know. I think that's something that like, you know, I, I wanted him to feel excited, even though like, I felt like, uh, you know, everything I did was kind of, uh, as, as, uh, um, Steve Martin would say, uh, um, I didn't do it for you. I did it because of you. <laughs> Uh, anyway, moving on, um, I ended up like being able to, uh, get to do like kind of some theme songs for guys. Again, I had so many web series guys, uh, from your, from your soupy duxies to your CISO cookies and whatnot. No Quibi show. You know, if I ever get a Quibi show, you know, it's going to be done. That's when that thing is about to tank. Uh, but I had a show, uh, that I made with my friend Mason Steinberg and I don't even remember the name of the, the web thing it was on. Uh, but, uh, it was like, uh, me interviewing my friends and I had like Steve Agee and Harmar and Rob Hubel on and Janine Garofalo. And it was just called the Jonah Ray Barbequay. And, uh, Neil Mahoney was the editor on that and he did a really good job, of course, as always. Um, and so, yeah, here is, um, here is, uh, the, uh, intro song I made for the Jonah Ray Barbequay. <laughs> That's a little fun one. You can also hear my dog Parker barking in the background of that one. Um, so after I uh, stint of being broken up, uh, uh, Lauren and I, the, the person I wrote some of those songs for, via the zombie song, we got back together. And then uh, we made another song, a song that I really uh, did enjoy, kind of about the idea of the feeling of yet you might be getting back together with somebody. Uh, so this is Storm of the Century with uh, Lauren Christ on uh, vocals and keyboard. <laughs> essentially was a little insight into uh the the relationship uh so i didn't say we had to i just said it, it would be nice if it well yeah but i would have fucked it up so why would you ask it blah, 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 blah. uh anyway um like uh during that time too i also uh got to make a theme song um for a, a vlog i did on 
uh, on Super Deluxe. And this one's a real quick one. I just really like it a lot. So here, check this one out. Okay, so yeah, uh, moving on forward. Uh, you know, I just started making songs here and there for different things. Uh, like if uh, my like there was a friends miss thing where everyone had to make a gift for somebody, and uh, I became fr friends with uh, Sam Brown from the Whitest Kids You Know when I was uh, writing on the Andy Milanaka show in New York. We kind of became buds then, and he uh, helped me out a lot with uh, just being a good pal when I needed one when I was out there and I was lonely and scared and it was cold, and this was a warm, warm thing. Uh, but I found uh, Sam to be so funny and so nice and so great and so i was really stoked to be able to uh, make a a dumb little song for him and i had i was running real like last minute i think we were shooting hidden america at the time and i was like leaving the next day and i just had to make it and then burn it onto a cd and then make some artwork but uh uh this is a uh, i used a sample of this terrible uh it was not even a sketch from the whitest kids i think it was a uh, a dvd extra of the whitest kids auditioning for uh, Trevor and Zach's movie, uh, Miss March. And so I used <laughs> this thing where he's upset and he's like, he's entitled because he's a white Christian man. So this is SAM Bro WM. <laughs> right sam brown is a white christian man moving up to the top of the thing is screwdriver and with no this is that's a terrible joke terrible time to make that joke uh right so um i there was a song that i uh i started trying to just be you know different with the stuff i was recording i was doing my best to just try and spread my wings i guess i don't know see making songs for me is always it's never really was never really it wasn't an end-all be-all. I wasn't trying to make a career off of it. I wasn't trying to make a living or have it be my main thing. It was just a way for me to kind of, um, it was my hobby. Music has always really been a hobby of mine. And uh, this podcast included, it's just a way to kind of stay uh, a part of something that really has meant so much to me and to uh, contribute it to it in my own way, even if it's personal. Like a lot of these songs I never really even put out but or even showed anybody. But it was nice to, uh, it's, a, it's a nice opportunity to kind of put all this stuff together. Um, when I was living with my friend Catherine Spires, who actually was uh, had a, uh, uh, was the reason that Anthony Bourdain showed up on to um, uh, the second season of Hit America, uh, I was living with her and then uh, she would, uh, she was out one night and I was kind of bored and lonely at, in the apartment. So I uh, ended up making another zombie song and it is a, uh, a zombie song about uh, the rules uh, and this one was something where I was experimenting with different types of sound. This sounds like I'm serious about this stuff. I'm not. This is just all fun. But it is fun to kind of uh, try and push yourself into uh, different types of things. Because uh, it might open up your brain to uh, other possibilities and other uh, creative parts of your life. So anyway, here's No Sunner. <laughs>
right. Uh, so um, my friend Allie Gertz makes uh, great, great music. Uh, she did a you know a Rick and Morty. She was, we've had her on the podcast before. She made a Rick and Morty uh, uh, you know um, concept album called uh, Sad Dance Songs and. And she's her stuff is great, and she's got an incredible voice. And so she was doing. Uh, she put together a compilation a few years back, where all the proceeds would go to uh, an animal rescue, a dog rescue, and um, and so she had everybody uh, make songs. And you know, I did a song. I'm trying to remember who else was on the compilation. I know Mark Hoppus did something. Um, uh, but, uh, yeah, every, everyone had to like make a song about a fictional dog. And so my brain of course went straight to, uh, Chopper from, uh, Stand By Me, uh, uh, and Sick Ball. So I, I made the song while I was on the first Mystery Science Theater tour. So it was all no guitar, all just synth stuff, um, uh, making the beats on my keyboard, uh, while in different hotels and, uh, backstage, uh, dressing rooms. And, uh, then I, I thought it could use some, uh, some extra oomph. And so I had... Um, I had, uh, Allie do some, uh, uh, backup vocals on it and she really just did a, just a great, like she really just has an incredible voice, uh, and a, and a good, uh, good rhythm, uh, and phrasing method. Uh, so here is uh, chopper sick ball. You know, I was making these things, and then I became, I ended up becoming friends with, you know, over the years with the different musicians, uh, through um, Sean Harmar, Superstar, I became friends with Devra Daly, and then just through From Around, I became friends with Cody Vodolato, who was in one of my favorite bands of all time, uh, Blood Brothers, and of course Denver was in uh, Desaparecidos, which is an amazing band. Um, and then we ended up just kind of jamming and playing some songs, and all of a sudden I was like in an actual band. It wasn't even funny, I was just playing drums in a band again, and uh we recorded, and we really still don't know what's ever going to happen with the recording. We're proud of it; we like it, and uh, but you never know in this day and age. We're not really a touring band, so we're kind of not really appetizing to labels because we can't go out on the road to make money for them. We can just really only play a few shows and like put this thing out, which uh, you know, music doesn't really sell. But uh, I'm going to play one of my favorite tracks from the recording we did. Uh, it was called uh, "Shredding with Pressers." Uh, it's a really exhausting song to play the drums, but uh, here you go.
Okay, so yeah, that was uh, that was shredding by pressers. Uh, uh, who knows where that'll end up, if anywhere at all. But I don't mind because the making of it was uh, the best part. Uh, just being able to just play loud and have fun and goof off with friends is the best part about making music. Is just you know making the songs, creating something. The performing is a whole nother thing, and it is a great thing that I really do enjoy. But uh, yeah, so. This might be the least funny episode of Jonah Radio, and that's saying a lot. Uh, so I'm going to play a song um, that I made um, with uh, Cyrus Garamani, who uh, collaborated with Brett Gelman a lot. Brett Gelman, you know, who's been in everything, Fleabag and Stranger Things, and you know, we did stuff with them on the Meltdown TV show for Comedy Central. But uh, I needed a song, like a shitty grunge song, uh, a la Silverchair, um, for an episode of the Seattle episode of hidden America. So I had, I uh, went over to Cyrus's place and we just came up with like the worst, uh, song we could. Uh, and this song is from that, uh, the titular track from the Seattle episode of hidden America breaking through the gray. I love, here's the thing. I love making dumb songs, dumb songs. I, I love it. It's so much fun. And it's just a, it's just a fucking complete joy. But here's breaking through the gray. I really haven't listened to that, I don't think, since we did the episode. It's so fucking dumb. Um, all right. So all this kind of led to, like, you know, knowing, doing music, you know, hanging with Cody and the Pressers and stuff like that, and then just doing these weird out covers, just these these things that I uh, just kind of thought I'd just do for kicks, and then I really didn't ever expect to put it out. But uh, I ended up doing that. And uh, it's, uh, it's funny, I was just at a convention in Pensacola, which was a great Great convention. Pensacon was amazing. A lot of fun. Um, but, uh, you know, like I was talking with Weird Al there and he's like, he's like, any more, uh, any more, <laughs> you can't call me Al shows or releases? I was like, I don't know. The whole thing was just for fun. So I didn't really plan it out or anything like that. But uh, we always have this idea where uh, when I do a show in town, Al's going to come onto stage uh, dressed as a, uh, a lawyer. Um, uh, with a cease and desist, and then and then I convince him to like sing with me and turn his back on Al. And then it turns out it's Al. Blah blah blah. I haven't really worked the bit through, but uh, Al said he's down if it ever kind of comes to a like if the timing ever works out. So that'd be a lot of fun. Um, so uh, I'm gonna. I'll, you know, if you listen to this podcast, I'd imagine you checked out um, the uh, the the you can't call me Al record. Um, it's you know it's available on all digital stuff and whatnot, but. Uh, uh, here's like a, no, you know what? You don't get it. Go fucking listen to it. I don't give a shit. I'm just going to play you the dumbest song, the dumbest song I've ever made. Uh, and I will leave you with that. So thank you so much for listening to this uh, and indulging me. I hope, uh, this wasn't too, uh, boring or, or trite or vain. 
Uh, and if it was all of those things, I don't give a shit. You got, like I said, the content machine has to keep on moving. This train is going off the rails, but not a crazy train. Not a crazy train. A depressed train, that's for sure. God. Okay, so uh, this, I'm going to leave you with uh, my song, Baby Man. Uh, it's a quick little funky number, and I hope you enjoy it. Thanks for listening to Jonah Radio. We really do appreciate you guys sticking with the podcast, and we hope you are telling your friends about it or reminding people that it's still around, uh, that you can subscribe to it, leave you know, leave reviews, do all this stuff, post about it. We're, we, you know, our, our friend Dan Angler is doing a really great job with like uh, the social media stuff, so if you could tweet about the show and whatnot, it really would be really great. Um, so yeah. Uh, and we got some cool guests coming up soon. You know, Alex Winter said he wants to come back, come back on the show and talk about Bill and Ted. We're going to have, uh, Chris Dodge from Spaz and Trappist, uh, come on the show soon. Uh, and so, yeah, it's, uh, we're going to keep on trying to make this stuff for you. And I really hope, uh, you know, and until, you know, again, send in your bad station IDs, send in your music or tell your friends to send in their music. Uh, we really need that stuff because it really does, it, it feels good to uh, help support uh, bands. So, uh, you know, while I'm at just like saying stuff, uh, go check out, again, Tony Thaxton's podcast, uh, Bizarre Albums. It's one of my all-time favorite podcasts. You like If you like music podcasts, you'll love Bizarre Albums. Uh, and if you want a more serious look at music, there's also Josh Adam Myers has the 500 podcast where he's doing an episode per album on uh the rolling stone 500 greatest albums of all time he just had perry farrell on recently uh but anyway yeah uh support your friends support uh everyone you know be nice to everybody medicare for all here's baby man Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline.